0: Hi, welcome to the Parkinson Vitality Project podcast, a place for open and honest discussion about how to intentionally live, move, and thrive with Parkinson's disease. I'm your host, Ann Gould, owner of Envision Physical Therapy and Wellness, where I specialize in helping people with Parkinson's live their fullest lives. Let's dive into today's episode. This week on the Parkinson's Vitality Project podcast, the tables are turned. Dr. Caroline Morris, who I spoke with last week, will be interviewing me about my new venture as a health coach to help promote health and wellness for people with Parkinson's and their caregivers. A little bit about me, I've been a physical therapist for the past 15 years, and I'm a neurologic clinical specialist. I've been specializing in working with people with Parkinson's since 2014, and I'm certified in LSVT-BIG, as well as a Power Moves therapist and instructor. In addition, I completed the Women's Health Coach Certification Program through the Integrative Women's Health Institute in June 2021. I hope you enjoy learning a little bit more about me and what I'm doing these days to help people with Parkinson's achieve optimal health and wellness in their journey.
1: Hi, Anne. What a treat to get to interview you today. I know. The tables are turned. They are. (laughs) So... As we all know, you have been a physical therapist for a long time, and not just a physical therapist, but a specialist in neurological conditions with such an emphasis on Parkinson's disease. What is causing you to now shift into a, yet another certification and domain of healthcare? care?
0: Yeah, so as you said, I've been a physical therapist. It will be 15 years this year when I started school, I didn't even want to go into neurological PT. Like I wanted to actually work with dancers because that's what I was at the time. But, um, in the course of working with patients as part of my schooling, I realized that I just, I loved working with patients with neurological conditions. So I ended up completely shifting gears and I started working in a rehab hospital and I've worked, I've done home care, I've done long-term care an outpatient. And I think I started specializing in neurology when I started my schooling and kind of continued as I you know, was working. And I actually am a neuroclinical specialist. So I sat the boards for physical therapy, which I'm in the process of recertifying this year. But I think, you know, having been through so many different settings, I've seen people when they're really sick and in the hospital, and I've seen them when they first get home. And then I've seen them, you know, when they come to outpatient. And I think seeing people kind of through that continuum, when they get to outpatient, it's like you always get the sense that they feel like this is the end of the road and there's Mm -hmm. not... Someone to continue to help them and they feel a little let down at the end. And that's just something that's never really sat right with me because I just, I can see, I can understand how they're feeling. Like, you know, everything has changed and that once the one thing that was really helping them to get through is kind of is starting to go away. So I've always kind of had that just feeling of wanting, feeling like there was something missing from healthcare in general, you know, in as far as that piece that people need. Um, I started specializing and working with people with Parkinson's about six years ago. I took my first LSVT big course and I loved it. And I really loved working with people with Parkinson's. And I kept, I've done a lot of continuing education um, around Parkinson's since then. And I think especially with Parkinson's, you know, it's not like it's something that they come to physical therapy and they're better and they are done. You know, a lot of times what I was seeing was people would come to PT, they would do really, really well. And then they would, you know, go off, they'd have their home exercise program, we'd get them set up as best we could. And then I would see them six months later or 12 months later, and things had all creeped back up. And they were, you know, kind of back in a similar position. They were the first time that I saw them and i think you know again i i can see where not having that you know general support system makes it really hard to stick with with a program so i started kind of looking at other other programs and what kind of other people were doing out there and i kind of fell into Health coaching. So, so with the pandemic and I had a lot of time on my hands, I've been um, going through a health coaching certification program and really just seeing how helpful it could be for all the people that I work with um, to really bridge that gap between the medical piece and what they need and really supporting their bodies and being as healthy as possible. Because I really believe that they don't need to be mutually exclusive. Like you can have, you know, take your medications and follow your doctor's orders, but you can still be healthy in all these other ways. And I think that's where health coaching is really important for these chronic, chronic conditions.
1: Yeah. And like you said, our, there are a lot of gaps in our current healthcare system and it really was designed for acute conditions. So things that become a problem suddenly, and then can be fixed suddenly. And that doesn't really fit with Parkinson's disease.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, I find that between the medical profession and wellness gurus or, or wellness coaches or everything, there's this, well, you can't, you know, follow your doctor's orders and, you know, follow everything. The wellness coach, they don't want you to take your medicines. They don't want you to you know, or they want you to eat things or take supplements. And in my opinion, you know, if you get your body as well as possible, you'll need as little medication as possible. You know, when I took, um, when I got my doctorate in physical therapy, I had to take a pharmacology course. And one of the first things the professor said is the best amount of medication that you can take is the least amount that gets you Mm -hmm. better. And I really believe that. I don't think, I think you should, you know, get your body as well as possible so that the least amount of medication is needed, you know, instead of relying on that medication to to try and fix the body. So you're not contradicting physicians, you're not
1: prescribing anything to your patients or taking them off their meds. We know that as physical therapists, we are not legally allowed to do that, right. but you are seeing an opportunity to build up the overall health, so that then your patients or clients can have a conversation with their doctors about potentially adjusting their dosages in the future, making the
0: medications work better for them. Because why, why take something if it's not doing what you want it to? Yeah, you know,
1: so let's back up a moment. Mm -hmm. And can you tell me what exactly is health coaching?
0: Yeah. So health coaching is different than your traditional medical model. So when you go to the doctor, you tell them what's going on and they tell you what to do. They're like, let's say, you know, high blood pressure. So you go in and you have high blood pressure and your doctor says, okay, eat better, do some exercise and take this pill. But they don't ask you like, how are you going to, what type of exercise are you going to do? How are you going to fit that into your day? You know, there's all of these pieces that, you know, the doctors, the nurses, they don't have time to help you work through to actually make it work as part of your life. So what health coaching does is it first looks at what you think is going to work best for you. What do you need to do to feel healthier, to accomplish what you want to accomplish and to get you to who you want to be in the future? So one of the first things that we do is we really say, who is that person? Who do you want to be in one, two, three years? And then we backtrack and we say, okay, what do we need to do now to help you get to that place? So, you know, let's say, you know, again, for taking the high blood pressure example, just, you know, just to take it. So it's like, okay, do you want to change your diet? Is that realistic? Is starting with exercise realistic? What things do you feel you can start to put in place now to help you towards being the person you want to be later? I think the other thing with health coaching is we're looking at the whole person. So you may come in with Parkinson's or hypertension or whatever. You know, we're going to look at how are you sleeping? Because sleep has such a big impact on your general health and well being what kind of stressors are in your life? What is, you know, what is making you not be able to, to attend to your own health? And what can we do to kind of adjust things so that you don't have as much stress? So again, we're, you know, we're not going to be prescribing anything either. So I'm not going to say, as a health coach, I'm not going to tell you, okay, you need to do 30 minutes of exercise five times a week, and then you're going to be fine. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, How much exercise do you feel you can do? And you're going to tell me what you think you can do. And then we're going to set a goal around that. And then as you move forward, we're going to adjust that goal. So we're going to make it harder. Or if we find things that are preventing you from doing that exercise, we're going to work, see what we can do to work around those things to help you meet that goal.
1: So it really is a more individualized approach to health And it feels, at least to me, really freeing Mm -hmm. to not be bound by someone else's recommendations that may or may not fit with my life.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as a health coach, I'm really, I want to know your story. Like, I want to know what is going on in your life that will make it easier or harder for you to meet your goals. Because sometimes you, you know you don't even realize that these things are in the way but once you know you're able to talk about it and kind of just you know talk it through you start to piece these things together so a lot of it is just helping you to figure out what works in your life what makes you feel better so is it all just talking so yeah a lot is so it's pretty much i wouldn't be you know recommending specific exercises for this it is different from my physical therapy practice in that way I'm not going to say you need to go ride a bike or you need to do these exercises it really is a lot just talking about what what you can do and what supports we can help you put in place to improve your health and make you feel more confident okay
1: and then is it something that you just like check in as needed or is there a structure to the program? How does it work?
0: So I always start with a more structured program. So I do weekly calls. So my, the first program is weekly calls for 12 weeks. Um, the calls vary in length a little bit, usually kind of our first and last calls are a little longer because we're just, you know, we're doing a lot more of like, where are we going? Where have we been? Um, but in the middle of the calls vary between like 30 to 45 minutes and we are just we're going through you know what's what's worked for you what are we celebrating and then talking about when things have gotten in your way what can we do to either help work around those things or remove those barriers or are those things that are really in your way and we need to change the goal you know because in the end it needs to be something that works for you. And I think, again, this is where the medical model fails a little bit, is it just gives a cookie cutter approach to how everyone with Parkinson's or any other chronic condition really should be, be treated. And that cookie cutter approach doesn't work for an individual.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even our best evidence-based recommendations are based on averages. And Mm -hmm. so in any given study, some people are going to respond really well, and there'll be a few that don't. Mm -hmm. So I could see this being a way of really targeting the individual to figure out what the best course will be for them.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know there's a lot of research about really good ways to exercise. For example, there's a lot of research about boxing there's a lot of research about Tai Chi, um, cycling, you know, the LSVT big and I think they're all great programs, but if you don't like boxing, then it doesn't matter how many times you go, you're not going to get a lot out of it. You know? So I think really realizing that you, you, There is, you need to do something and we need to find what some, what that something right for you is because, you know, blanket saying everyone needs to do X is not the way that it's actually going to help people.
1: Yeah. So this all sounds really good and like, it would be a more fun approach to healthcare but is it actually effective or does it just make people feel better about their plan?
0: I think, you know, there are, is research that shows that it has been effective, particularly with chronic conditions. There is some research um, about mobile peer coaching with people with Parkinson's who have done walking programs where the people who were coached by peers actually increased the number of steps per day they were walking. So they were increasing their activity levels and their exercise. Um, so, and you know, increasing your activity levels with Parkinson's can reduce your symptoms, or you know, be neuroprotective or prolong how the time that you need you have before you need to increase your medications. So there, and there are other condition, chronic conditions that have truly been positively impacted by health coaching as well. Specifically, people with diabetes, people with heart disease. So the model is there in particular for people with chronic conditions. So I think you know, it can be really effective.
1: And what if people have more than one chronic condition with this still work?
0: I yeah, I think that, you know, especially a lot of the recommendations are very similar for most chronic conditions and it really comes down to those basics like we talked about earlier, sleep, hydration, The food that you're putting into your body, your stress level and your exercise, like any chronic condition that someone might have, those five things, and there might be a couple others, affect all of them. So if we can impact any one of those areas, you know, we're going to positively impact most chronic conditions.
1: Okay. So I don't have to see a specialist coach for my diabetes and another coach for my high blood pressure and another coach for my Parkinson's. It could be a lot of overlap working on these general health promoting areas.
0: Yeah. And, but you, some people may have more specialized things that they may need to see, you know, different specialists, but a lot of times, if you can get some of these core things in place, by the time you get to those more specialized coaches, you're already starting at, you know, a little bit faster, a little bit better level than you would be if you hadn't done the first part.
1: Okay. And can you think of an example of just maybe one case you've seen where someone has really benefited from health coaching?
0: So I have you. I use a lot of health coaching in my PT practice, actually. Um, I actually saw someone this weekend, not someone with Parkinson's, but I saw someone this weekend in the rehab hospital and we were really just looking at her web of support. So who did she have around her who could help? Because she was really very fearful of going home. She didn't live with anybody um, and she was just really fearful of going home. And we spent a lot of time just talking about, you know, neighbors or friends that she could talk to, you know, someone that could maybe, she said she wanted someone to maybe stay with her overnight the first couple nights that she was home, just, just to know that someone was there. And we just problem solved that, you know, could she pay for someone to stay overnight for a few nights? Then she realized, you know, through the course of the conversation, she realized she did have a neighbor who could probably come or at least be available by phone you know for the first couple nights and she she was like I hadn't even thought of that person you know and and just also realizing you know we were talking about that she's like well I could pay her to do this and she's like but she always she always says she doesn't want my money and I was like well you know could you look at this as you know, right now you're someone who needs help and maybe at some point she's going to need help and you can help her out. Like you can bring her meals or you can help her with her laundry. Like this doesn't need to be a monetary exchange. And that was something that was really helpful for her to realize that, you know, there are other ways to make these things happen.
1: Okay. So it's not just what I do for my own health. Like, Not just me needing to exercise more, eat better. You're even looking at things like, how can I get help from other people?
0: Yeah. Who can I, what can I ask for? What should I ask for? And, you know, how can that make, make my life a little bit easier? And also what can I offer in exchange? Because I think that, you know, especially with chronic conditions, people feel like, well, you know, there's, there's nothing I can do anymore, you know, but there's a lot of things that, that people are able to, to continue to do. Maybe not what they were able to do before, but there's ways that they can contribute.
1: Okay. Yeah, that would be great because it's, I don't know about you, but it is so hard for me to ask for help. And yes. I imagine for um, many of your listeners as well.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm not, I'm, not great. I'm not great at asking for help. I tell people to ask for help, but I'm yeah. not great at it always myself.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times we, uh, we teach what we need to learn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Anne, can you think of, you know, reflecting back on our conversation, if you could distill it into one takeaway, one piece of advice um, for people thinking about coaching, or this just this other way of thinking about their health and healthcare, what could help them along with their Parkinson's journey?
0: So I think, I think a lot of it is keeping, keeping your eye on where you want to be in the future. Because I think, you know, when we have chronic conditions, you know, Parkinson's, really any chronic condition, we get very stuck in the here and now. And this is what's going on now. And, you know, we forget that there are things that we can do that can positively impact where we're going. So really keeping, keeping thinking about what can I do for myself to make myself feel better so I can get where I want to be.
1: And I imagine I've heard, at least in my own experience, a lot of people be told not to think too far into the future because it's depressing. And, and so think, you're offering this other approach to it.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to remember we're not going to change the underlying process. But hopefully we can slow it down or at least make you feel better and keep you doing what you want to do as you go through it.
1: Yeah. So really impacting quality of life and setting your body up for as much success as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Any last words from you before we wrap up?
0: So I do have coaching uh, spots available. If anyone is interested, they can check out my website. I will have everything in the show notes if they're looking for that. And I look forward to speaking to people.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Anne. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you. Yes, thank you. It's different being on the other side of this. Yeah, you are such a wealth of knowledge. And I just love the way you think about Healthcare in general, but specifically around Parkinson's disease, I think um, working with you will give people really an opportunity to improve their health and think about this disease a lot differently and in a more hopeful and productive way. So thank you again. This was such a treat to interview you.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Parkinson's Vitality Project podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing the tables get turned on me and me answering all the questions this time. If you're interested in finding out more about my coaching program, you can visit my website at www.envisionptw.com. Links to all of my contacts will be in the show notes as always. I hope that you have a great couple of weeks and I can't wait to speak to you again on the next episode of the Parkinson's Vitality Project podcast. Thank you for joining me this week on the Parkinson's Vitality Project podcast. New episodes are released every other Wednesday, so make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you never miss a show. You can also follow me on social media at the links posted in the show notes. Thanks again. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and shouldn't be used as personalized medical advice.